my key focus is really just helping people achieve their optimal health. So I focus on personal development. So people who might be suffering from mental health or just having almost like lost direction in life and they want to kind of put it together. So I help to kind of encompass that so that they can make more informed decisions. A big part of that is optimal health, like diet and training. But most people know what to do in terms of diet. Most people understand you should have some sort of movement and go to the gym possibly. Uh, but it's a case of doing it. It's a question of what is stopping these people from doing it. So I find it's mainly that part which I need to get through uh, with individuals to help them to achieve these goals. Fitness legend Roger Snipes is on the show today. You can find him at Roger Snipes across all social medias, primarily Instagram. And I've known Roger now for years and years and years due to my background in the fitness industry we used to always comment on each other's posts and we were in those like engagement pods back in the day which i don't even know if people still do that anymore but what roger's done has been really cool having shifted away from just hardcore fitness 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 to a very holistic health approach and for anyone who's wanting to optimize their health this is going to be the episode for you so my name is lauren tickner and this podcast is all about reaching peak performance and scaling your business so that you can make the sales and the revenue and the profit that you want while also having a life of freedom and fulfillment. And so if you're interested in learning how we can help you, just head over to impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash free. There's going to be a free group there that you can join where we do trainings live every single week all about scaling your business. And with that said, let's get into today's episode. I know you mainly from back when I was in the fitness industry, right? And I always remember you were constantly hugely jacked and like massively shredded. And what's been really interesting to see, and I know you're still that way now, but you've shifted away from just this fitness, fitness, fitness focus to health coming from all angles, right? And I wanted to understand from your perspective, the difference between health and fitness, because I've seen this massive shift since those few years ago where people are beginning to realize it isn't just about constantly being 100% shredded, but also factoring into consideration the other areas. So what would you say is the difference between health and fitness from your perspective, having helped thousands of thousands of people at this point? I think um, there was a turning point for me as I started to get a little bit older. When you're young, you can go out, party and still maintain a, a decent looking physique. You know, if you train and you don't even necessarily need to eat good food. Like when you're young, it's so easy to bounce back. It's so easy to, well, easier to get in shape. That's how it was for me anyway. And I found that as I got older, my recovery started to reduce. <laughs> it took me a bit longer to recover. So if I went, went out and had a few drinks, or if I maybe ate some food, which was an, on, the health, on the health side of things, I'd find that it would affect me for a few days. So I started to look a little bit more into recovery. I started to understand that year after year, as you get older, uh, for a man, your testosterone starts to reduce. So I was thinking, how can I focus on keeping it at optimal levels for someone of my age at the time? When I started to look into this, I was, I, was, I think, 36 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm now 44. 
When I started to look into it, I realized that there was many things that I was not doing. I was taking advantage of the fact that I was strong. I had a physically appealing looking body, um, but didn't realize that I needed to look internally and just take a bit more, um, just an in-depth look at myself as an individual. I then stumbled across um, this idea that you could train uh, specifically in accordance with your genetics. So there's like genetic tests where you can actually learn about what type of training would be most specific to you. And not only that, you could also learn about certain types of micronutrients that your body specifically needed for you to achieve a more optimal health. And I found this quite fascinating. So I then started to switch up my training just to see how my body responded. And I noticed that I was feeling stronger. Um, with the other micronutrients that I was incorporating, um, I was feeling better. My skin was looking better. I was thinking clearer. And I was like, wow, this is really fascinating. I wonder what other things are out there. I then started to look into uh, the microbiome. People call it the second brain and that sort of thing. Obviously, it's a place that processes all of the food uh, that you are consuming. I started to understand that it's not about just eating any food, but it's the type of food that you eat. A lot of people, especially bodybuilders, they focus quite heavily on macronutrients. Um, they focus on, okay, how am I looking? And they will eat anything. It doesn't matter. Anything, as long as it fits. Yeah, yeah. It just, as long as it fits in the, the calorie amount, then it doesn't matter what it is. I've definitely been there. I mean, that was what I was doing for years. IIFYM, like these crazy, yeah. oh gosh, I would barely even eat in the day and then at night so I could just eat as many cookies and Greek yogurt bowls and stuff. Wow, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, it fits in the count. Like as, lo as long as it fits in the count, you're my fitness pal. Hey, it's all good. You know, you can achieve your look. You know, so it's, it's, it's quite fascinating the more you look into it. As I started to look in the microbiome, I realized that, you know, we have like trillions of bacteria that is in our body, uh, not just in our uh, gut, but on our skin, in our mouth. And it's quite fascinating that we live in like a, a symbiotic relationship with bacteria. So with that, I was focusing a bit more on Okay, so if, if we live in synergy, what types of foods are going to help them to thrive? Because if they do, then I will. So I was focusing a bit more on that and realized I was feeling better and started to just look at other stuff as well, which can help me to be a bit more of a, a better human being. I started to look into uh, red light therapy, even oxygen hyperbaric chamber therapy, cryotherapy, uh, and I noticed little differences each time, you know, I started to document how I was feeling and and um, how my training was, how my recovery was. And then I started to look into different metrics, like how can I measure that it's actually working? So I would look into things like the aura, aura ring. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but there we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> no, mine's currently on charge. It's died. It died. <laughs> But yeah, so when you see that your deep sleep improves or like, you know, depending on, on um, you know, if you do any kind of cognitive health measurements, how your, your brain is improving, you can see how your REM uh, responds to certain types of foods as well. Yeah. 
So I was like, wow, like this is really good stuff. And I think more people need to understand this because I think what kind of pushed me a bit more into this way of things was my last competition. I was dieting quite extremely and I thought, I don't really enjoy this process. I mean, nobody likes hard work, but it was like, okay, I understand it's hard work, but when you are told, okay, you need to really, really chronically <laughs> reduce the amount of calories that you're consuming, and then you have to stop your salt intake and then do this kind of water loading. When I started to look into it, like what's going on with my body, I realized that it was really dangerous. I was like, okay, I'm able to achieve this look, but it's actually dangerous for my body for me to like oversaturate my 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 body with so much water and and deplete my, myself from minerals just to achieve a physical uh, output so i thought to myself as i had an audience that were watching me do this and asking me how can i get to look like this i thought okay i'm doing it to myself i, I don't want to be teaching other people to do that yeah. that's you know, that's irresponsible. The, the whole reason why I got into health and fitness was health and fitness. And I felt that competing kind of, it was, it was a nice journey in a sense. You know, I learned lots of things, but it almost steered me away from the health side. But I feel now I'm back on track. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think it's interesting how oftentimes it's the case of we don't know what we don't know. So I had a similar journey myself when it came to being so all in on fitness to the point where I was just staying ridiculously shredded all the time. I thought that people wouldn't take me serious if I wasn't like, cause being a, a, a girl, like super young in business, if I didn't have shredded abs, I didn't think I'd be taken seriously by dudes. And so what I realized was for so long, I was like staying super lean so I could kind of like fit in in the boys club, right? It's cause I had better abs than most guys. And then <laughs> I wasn't having my period for years. And I just thought that it was so normal to always feel how I felt. I'd be exhausted by 6 p.m. every day. And it's cause I was, I was actually intermittent fasting and for premenopausal women, it's actually really bad to, in, to do intermittent fasting because of energy availability towards your ovaries, right? I won't get into mm -hmm. that now, but I think people who are high achievers, what I've noticed is they're willing to, especially people from the UK, we're willing to like totally grind things out just because, yeah, well, it should be hard. It's supposed to be difficult. But what I've also began to notice is the more that I take care of myself, the more that I lean into actually, how is my body feeling? What does my body need? Things come to me so much more easily. And then because it comes to you easily, you think, oh gosh, this isn't sustainable. It's too good to be true. But actually yeah. that's, that's exactly how it's meant to be. Um, I think that's cool that you've also been able to influence your audience, right? Cause you've got a massive following all across social media, which I want to talk about in a minute, but when it comes down to, so, I mean, you must see this all the time. This was one of the things that drove me crazy when I was in, in the fitness world was just all of the myths out there, right? And I think, again, entrepreneurs, we can very much fall for these scammy type of things. You hear on these massive podcasts, like people preaching about one particular diet that has to be followed. And then you find out that while they don't own the company, they're like, one of the biggest investors in the company, which is why they're talking about that one way of eating as an example. So <laughs> just coming from someone who has been in, how long have you been in the, the health and fitness space now? It's been, gosh, so many years. How long has it been? Yeah, well, I think I joined the fitness industry around 2011. Okay, okay, 
OG. Yeah, that's cool. And so it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, like having been in that space for a long time, like what are some of the biggest myths you see people falling for? Um, which at the end of the day is just you know total total garbage. I think it's probably extreme extreme dogma in diets. Um, so. Uh, you know, it once it starts trending, people start preaching it like, I don't know, like Jehovah's Witness, mm -hmm, yeah. like veganism, for instance. I'm like, you know, when you start to understand about the microbiome and you start to look into what types of diets people eat at different corners of the world, yeah. um, you realize that even when I'm working with clients, I have to understand Okay, where are they from? What types of foods are they used to? I can't just suggest a certain type of food if it might not agree with them. So when people are trying to subscribe to one type of diet, when <laughs> they don't know much about themselves, they've stripped everything from the record. Like they have taken every possible opportunity off off, off the menu without really understanding what is good for them. I think the most important thing is get to understand yourself first before you just start to subscribe to dogma. So, you know, plant-based could work for certain types of people. Um, you have some people when they eat meat, they feel a bit sick, like naturally, literally feel sick. So maybe they could be a, a certain blood type, like... Um, um, an A blood type, sometimes they have to eat smaller portions of meat, whereas the O blood type, they can tend to eat a bit more. Uh, it doesn't mean they have to take it completely out of their diet, but if they really dislike it, then don't eat it. Fair enough. But like to just say, this is the way it is because this influencer was speaking about it. It's like, this doesn't even make sense. It amazes me. Um, you know, carnivore diet, um, it's, it's another dogma. Um, or even certain types of exercises. When people ask me, okay, what, what exercise is going to give me big arms? Like one exercise? It, it doesn't work that way. You know, there's, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole, there's a multitude of exercises you can combine. But even with the same exercises I can give you to combine, the outlook of what's going to happen with you is going to be different. It's going to be different. I think it's really interesting because I know when I was very first starting out, like, you know, more than 10 years ago when I first ever found fitness and I would even Google these things. That's how I ended up making some terrible decisions when it came to my health through losing weight way too quickly because I Googled, you know, how to lose weight and it said burn more calories than you eat. Right. So I went on the cross trainer and I burned 600 calories and then I ate less than that, right? Which was in a day, which was really, really, really bad because I didn't have that level of understanding. I was like a teenager then, right? And so I think mm. this is the issue when people take things too black and white. So I would encourage anyone listening to this, just think about the misconceptions that happen in your industry of business, okay? And what you do. Where do people make mistakes? Well, they make blanket statements. They think that their situation is different. They don't do the research and then that's how they get themselves in a, in a terrible situation. And it's exactly the same mm -hmm. in fitness, right? Like, while these biohacks sound amazing, I heard this fantastic thing by a researcher. I can't remember who it was, but he was saying, every time that you play with biology, 
there's always a consequence of that, which I just think is so true, right? Because we have our, mm-hmm. our natural um, balances going on and th- thermoregulation in our body all the time, which is designed there to protect us. So if we are facing the inflammation, as, as, as you were alluding to before, because of maybe something that we're eating just because we need to hit our macros that day, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy. And while, yes, maintaining a leaner body mass is overall better for every marker it doesn't mean that that's not going to cause consequences because of the fact that like you know let's say you're someone who's just eating greek yogurt all day long zero percent okay but you're actually intolerant to lactose okay just because it's keeping you lean doesn't mean it's healthy for your body and i think this is a big misconception where bridger for us like that's really really obvious but that's because we've done that research and i think it comes down to being able to find reliable sources like yourself who are actually sharing good content because it's not so black and white. And if you're listening to these gigantic podcasts, that's kind of something where I've seen some of the worst information coming from, because there's oftentimes a reason behind what's being preached. So if something's preachy, then I tend to just, you know, really do some research there. But what you were saying was really cool, like about understanding your particular reaction to different things, okay? So if someone wants to start like researching themselves, what type of blood tests are you looking for? Where do people tend, should they start with that? You can just go to, let's say, a, a, f- a functional medicine type of doctor and get like um, just, a, just a full blood test yeah. and ask them to, to have a look at it and explain it to you. Yeah. What, what does it mean? And they can go through the whole profile and explain <clears throat> where certain things might be low where certain things might be a bit too high and how you could improve it. That way it takes away all the complication out of it. And once you just follow the guidelines, it will just make life a little more, a little more easier for you. Yeah. It's, it's really simple. There's other types of tests you can do as well if you want. It just depends on people's budgets. Yeah. You know, you could do like toxicity tests as well. There's something called a organic acids test. I think it's from a, a urine sample. Um, it's a very uh, deep, comprehensive profile test where they look at loads of different markers. And with that, they can give you some health advice as well. Mm. Maybe certain types of foods which might not be agreeing to you, uh, with you and what you need to eliminate and certain other things you could do to improve um, your overall health. Uh, there's hormonal tests as well, which you can do. Um, and there's so much different hormones. It's not just testosterone and estrogen. <laughs> there's, there's many others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's like thyroid and, you know, there's, there's many things. And, you know, there's certain things you can eat and understand that that has a direct congruence with that particular hormone. Mm. Like... If, we, if we're talking about thyroid, you might want to look at foods which are rich in iodine, for instance. You know, if, 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 if it might be low, then that could be the reason why your metabolism is a little slow. You know, the more you just do your own research, it takes a long time. The thing is, we want convenience, especially if we are trying to run a business or multiple businesses. The last thing we want to do is to be focusing on just studying a whole new life it's like i want someone else to do it for me so it's good if we can find a place which can um give us all this information 
Um, but try and do your own research as well. Try and get books by people that are uh, giving real expansive information um, so that you can, you know, download a, 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 um, a um, just just a mixture of of different things that's going to help you. And this is what I try to do with the information I put on social media. I try to explain to people that it's not that simple and just do your best, just do your best. And really listen to your body as well. Yes, you can do microbiome tests, you can do uh, genetics tests, uh, food uh, intolerance tests and hormonal tests, blood tests, but like we have this innate um, intuitive superpower which tells us um, what is right and what is wrong. Mm. The more you try to tune into it, you'll be able to go far. You really will. So if you're eating chocolate at night because it feels so amazing, but then you wake up with a headache, listen to it. Realize that it might taste good at that time, but if you're waking up with a headache, don't do it. It's because your body doesn't like it. You know, it could be uh, certain artificial ingredients in it. It could be the sugar, which is causing a disruption to, to your brain during the night. Um, and yeah, talk, talking of that, there's so much, health and fitness is so holistic. It's not just about food as well. It is about sleep. There's, there's sleep. It's about movement. It's about going outside and, and downloading some sunlight. And if you can do some grounding as well, there's so much aspects to it. And I try to cover some of it each time. And I try to make it um, so that like, as if I'm telling a five-year-old, mm. you know, that it's, it's make it very simple so that they can just understand it immediately. So if I'm talking about a supplement, which they can take, which um, it digests easily, it doesn't make sense if I'm using terms like liposomal delivery, you know? Some people might be like, what the hell is that? So it makes more sense if I just really kind of dumb it down, make it like you can tell a child and even they will understand so that they can make better decisions. And sometimes when you are learning new stuff, you need to break it down yourself so that it's easier for you to digest. If someone's using terminologies, just try and look into it and be like, okay, what is that term? And just note it down. I do this myself because I follow people that are so scientific. I'm like, wow, I, I, I don't need, what language are they speaking? Sounds Japanese, you know, but I have to break it down myself. And then when I break it down, I then uh, teach other people so that they can understand. I think it's a case of industry jargon can be really, really off-putting as well to your clients that you're trying to attract and the people that you're trying to serve because if you're speaking the language that you know and that you speak with your team about all day long or the people that you're getting your information from then of course no, the others are not going to understand that who are trying to get help from you right because you have to be able to translate things in their terminology and i think that's a great marketing lesson for anyone right um and when it comes down to what you were saying there one thing that i always noticed is that even in myself, even when I thought that I was immune to this, if I had some type of issue, let's go back to the problem with my period, right? 
I thought, okay, if I take this supplement over time, even if it takes six months, that's going to be the solution to all my problems. But that's just not the case at all, right? I had to make some real changes in my lifestyle. And sometimes it's just easier to stay how we are. But we forget that this has serious consequences in the long run. It's like right now an example, okay? I didn't realize, but a few years ago, they put a silver filling in my tooth, okay? And something that I've been researching lately is heavy metals in the blood. All right, so I just had a test and it seems that the silver in my blood is a bit high, I'm guessing because it's leaching out of the filling. All right, and so it's just not a piece of knowledge that I had back all those years ago when I had the filling put in. Because if, if, if I had known, I would never have got the metal in my mouth. But these are just things that little by little, if you get the information, you're able to take action on it. And yeah, it's like not going to change right away. The moment I have the filling out, the the silver in my blood is not going to be gone, right? It takes some time. It takes making sure that you are eating a balanced diet that's right for you, as you said. And I also personally find it really, really beneficial to have routine blood tests. Now, some people say that that's quite OTT. However, I don't think you can be to OTT with your health unless obviously, you know, you're becoming kind of like a hypochondriac and it's affecting other areas of your life. So I'd love to hear from from you, Roger, like when it comes to routine checks that you're doing on a frequent basis, of course, making sure that you have the right interpreter to be able to help you understand the data on top of the research you're doing yourself. How often are you getting bloods done, hormone checks, uh, urine samples, etc.? Go to impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash free and then you can join a group whereby we do live training every single week about scaling your business. Well, I would say blood tests I normally do every six months and that's that's the main thing for me really. Um, sometimes I'll do a microbiome test every, maybe every three months. Mm. Um, that's going to vary per person. Like when you've got a relationship with certain companies, um, you might, you know, do that. Uh, for me, it's like, I'll do that and I will help to put the word out on the products as well. You know, we work in collaboration for others. I would say probably every six months. The thing is, if you are getting, let's say you're feeling inflamed when you eat certain foods, you might decide, okay, you change your diet because you you have a look at your microbiome test and it says, all right, these foods are not good for you. You might change things around and you feel a bit better. So now your ecosystem, uh, your 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 um, microbiome ecosystem has changed. So it's good to check to see, okay, what's going on now? What foods are going to make my new ecosystem thrive? If they thrive, you thrive. Uh, It means that you're going to, you're going to be able to think better. You're going to be able to uh, be more energetic. You're going to be able to, um, if you're working, you're going to be able to just do a better job. You know, you're, you're, it does have a direct link with the way you're thinking and just the way you're operating. Yep. So, you know, you might do that every six months. If you want to do it once a year, that's cool. I think those are probably the two main things. You can decide to do something like um, like every every couple of years, you might do like, um, a, uh, like an age test or an epigenetics test. Yep. So this lets you know what your biological ages um in comparison to your chronological age or what it says on your birth certificate this gives you it's like a almost gives you like a like a biological marker all right what's going on is my body 
running at a speed so fast that I'm going to die before my time. You know, you might um, be 25, but biologically you're 32. It's like, oh, damn, right. What's going on? Like, why is that happening? And then you can learn what you can do to reduce that. This is not something you need to do on a regular basis, but I would say it would be a cool thing to do. Um, If you're feeling a bit overweight, um, if you look in the mirror and it's, you know, there's a lot of jiggling, you might decide to do um, a DEXA scan to see what your body fat levels is. It might be a good idea to do that because you can also get a reading on your visceral fat levels. So you have something called subcutaneous fat, which is the visible fat that you see surrounding your skin. But then you got uh, visceral, sorry, subcutaneous, which is, yeah, visible. And then you've got the visceral fat, which is not visible, that surrounds your organs. We all have a different amount. Um, There's always going to be some, but some more than others. If you live a very busy life, um, which can be quite stressful, your visceral fat levels may increase. Stress levels has a direct correlation to visceral fat. If you are chronically sleep deprived as well, then visceral fat levels will increase. So you might visibly look okay, but you could be skinny fat. (laughs) you might be clinically obese and look skinny. That is a thing. It's weird, but it's true. And so if you have a lot of visceral fat, that could be a problem. So if you have, if you are chronically sleep deprived, it might be a good thing to look into. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, there's, there's always things you could do at least once. And certain things I would say do on a regular basis just to check to see how things are doing. And, um, you know, you can get uh, supervision on little things to tweak things and get it in place, like blood tests and microbiome tests. The rest are like little bonuses um, to, I don't know, like to keep you on top of your stuff. But what you can also do is use wearables, just like your aura ring. Wearables are really good. You know, like you've got the Whoop as well, which people use. Um, You know, if you want to track the amount of steps that you're doing, the amount of um, calories that you are burning, um, you know, it's, it's a cool thing to have for metrics, you know, and it doesn't take too much thinking you know, going out there trying to be like, oh, I need to calculate this and that. Just just like basic information, trying to get at least a certain amount of steps in is a cool thing, especially if you're not the sort of person who is religious with your training. At least if you're getting a certain amount of movement, I would say that's cool. There's devices like a Lumen. Don't know if you've heard of it. It's a device that you blow into and it works through breath um, and it can it can actually tell you whether you are burning carbohydrates or fat. It's really really interesting. There's there's some great science to it. I wouldn't be able to tell you that, but um, there's a lot of research behind it. A device you blow into it, you can blow into it at different times of the day to see. All right, am I burning fat right now, or am I burning carbohydrates? So depending on whatever your goal is, you can tweak your diet accordingly. 
So if you're trying to maintain weight, the last thing you want to do is to be burning fat. You want, you want to keep that on and the other way around as well. So that's a cool little thing to have, which you don't have to pay a monthly subscription for. You just blow into to it, see how you're doing and tweak your diet accordingly. Yeah, I mean, I think those type of things as well, it's so important to have someone who's guiding you because some people might hear that and they don't have the fitness knowledge that we have, right? And they mm -hmm. eat a massively fatty meal and then they blow into it and then it's like telling them it's burning fat and it's just because they just ate like 100 grams of fat, you know? <laughs> so of course they're <laughs> burning fat. So I just think uh, these things, sometimes you have to have the right guidance and that's why I think what you're doing is, what, what you're doing is cool. And I, I would also say, um, I think as well, just getting really honest with yourself. You know what I mean? Like when you're someone who lives a health and fitness lifestyle and it just becomes habitual, then okay, maybe certain things you, you don't necessarily need to pay attention to because it's just become habitual, right? You're training three to five times a week. Okay, that's consistent. You're doing it, you know your baseline lifts that you have and you know what it feels like to have had a good workout because you've got that base level of knowledge. But for those that find themselves training when was the last time you trained, right? Ask yourself that question now. And was it actually a training session? Or did you just go in and then you kind of went on your phone for a little bit, you rested for like 20 minutes between sets and it turns out you actually ended up doing like literally five sets and it wasn't a very, very uh, taxing session because you were just on your phone the whole time, right? This is a <laughs> big problem. This is honestly a big problem that I see and even some of my friends would tell me this, right? That they have mm. because they're just so distracted by their work. And so then from what you said, it comes down to like, all right, so that's not necessarily just a physical thing. That's also a, a mindset thing. Why are you feeling the need that you have to constantly work so much that you can't even take 30 minutes out of your day, five days a week to go and take a training session, right? Mm -hmm. And then is that because you're not getting quality sleep because you're drinking coffee super late in the day? So it means that you're tired. So it means that, you know, there are many, many ripple effects, as you said. And so one of the things that I really think is just like, as, you know, wearing that wearable to get an understanding for, for me, for example, aura ring makes me just think, okay, I should focus on my sleep. And if I then see my step count was like super low that day and I didn't realize and my body's aching, I'm like, oh my God, I barely did any steps, but I'm aching this much. It allows you to just lean in and pay attention to that, right? So what would you say, Roger, for yourself, for some people who already have that baseline down, because um, I'd say, you know, a lot of people, they do have a good baseline and they are paying attention to these things, but maybe they're going a little bit too heavy on one particular biohack that they've become religious about it. But like, what are some of the things that you would say you do consistently that you found to be have really, really, really helpful for most people, right? Not just like just a small amount, but for the majority of people, simple things they can do um, that maybe they haven't yet considered. Like you mentioned uh, infrared sauna. Okay. Mm -hmm. So other things like that would be interesting biohacks that you really do find actually work there's free stuff which you can do um as i mentioned downloading some sun sunlight going outside and get some sun now the the uh the sauna is great you know a great way to uh, detoxify and um especially if it's an infrared um but it also stimulates um hormetic stress, any kind of acute stress in the body is going to help us to be more robust as a human being. So that goes the other way around as well. So if you do cold therapy, getting a cold bath, mm. it feels, it never feels good. 
Never. Uh, it never does, but you just do it. Mm. And I think the more you do that sort of thing, the more you realize that life becomes easier. Because yeah. that is probably going to be like the least pleasurable thing you do in the day. Mm -hmm. And the moment stress finds its way to you, you're like, this ain't even that hard. You just become so much more resilient to these things. Yeah. So doing that as a, as a base level is, is really good. So when people talk about stress, I hardly ever stress because I do the hardest things to myself. So the world is just like, just bouncing off me. I'll go out and cycle most days and I'll cycle about 10 miles in the cold, wearing a t-shirt, feeling it. My hands get cold sometimes, but I allow my body to feel the cold, uh, especially at this time of year in UK, don't know where it is. Where, where are you, Dubai? Yeah, Dubai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, so obviously you have no idea what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> well, I, might, I, feel, I, I don't know, for me, I think maybe it'll be worse than the heat to do that cycle. I don't think I could, oh, the cycle and the heat, yeah. nah, that's not cool. Well, you know what? Yeah, there's that as well. Like when, cause I have a, I have a sauna at home and last year, um, it was so sunny during the summertime. Like it was in the forties in UK. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. Other places that's like, oh, 40, oh, have that all the time. But I was still getting in the sauna. You know, that that's the sort of dedication I have for myself. Like I'm still gonna do it as a routine. Mm. So as, as a base level, I would say, try and do things which is tough yeah. to make life easier for you. Like the easier you try and make life, the harder it's gonna be. I know there's a, a saying around that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but also because life has so much stresses, I think knowing how to control your mind is really important. And not trying to like, uh, you know, try and tell yourself like, um, um, I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed. You know, these sort of affirmations are really stupid. Mm -hmm. I would say just more kind of relaxing meditation, like breathing exercises, just in the morning, take a moment, play some classical music and just do some light, deep breathing exercises and just try and cleanse your mind. You know, things are still going to rush in there. You're not going to be able to control it immediately, but over time it becomes easier but it's that consistency and it's free. Mm. Air is free, okay? Breathing is free. And you could do that for five minutes. You could do it for 10 minutes, whatever works for you. I know that there's um, Buddhists, they do certain chanting. Can't remember how it goes. Nam re yo ringe kyo. I can't remember. There might be someone listening, be like, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> nam yo ringe kyo. I think that's what it is. Nam yo ringe kyo, nam yo ringe kyo. And they do that again and again. And they say it's kind of soul cleansing. Mm. So you can find a certain chance that might work for you. Um, and what happens is even when you like hum and go, hmm, you you actually stimulate your vagus nervous system. And this helps to uh, stimulate your, um, your parasympathetic ner nervous system and you become a lot more relaxed. Mm -hmm. So in a stressful situation, feeling relaxed is better for you and it's better for meditation. So those things are free, yeah. first of all. Mm -hmm. You can get involved in biohacks and buying things like if you've got space in your house, get a sauna, infrared. There's something else called a PEMF, that's 
pulsed electromagnetic field therapy, which um, can be used for different things. It's used for helping to realign your um, your nervous system. It, 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 it can help to reduce pain in the body if you suffer from rheumatoid arthritis, um, back pain, um, migraines, and that sort of thing. It can help with recovery if you train quite a lot or if you've had a long day. It helps to send um, uh, kind of electrical currents in the body and uh, help it to uh, maintain homeostasis. It's a really cool thing. It's not the cheapest. It depends on, I guess it, it depends on which one you get. There's there's a multitude of different ones. So you could look into that, PEMF. Um, before bed and sometimes in the morning, I use a device called BrainTap. BrainTap is something which helps with... Um, you can use that for guided meditation. So if you're not too good at meditating, it's like um, it's like headphones and it's like a visor as well, actually. <laughs> Got it right here. Ah, cool. Looks like this. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So goes over like that, yeah. covers your eyes. And um, so it's got like light which works, which shines through the ears and you have receptors that... that um, that responds to that. And in the visor, uh, it, it, you know, your optic nerve responds to that as well. Hmm. People say that, well, it said that the, the, the eyes are an extension of the brain. So this is one of the reasons why it's important to uh, reduce the amount of artificial light you have and get more natural light yeah. because it's going to have a direct response to the brain. So with BrainTap, it, it strongly focuses on the light to have a direct connection to the brain. It also has something called isochronic tones and binaural beats, which works on a, um, a wavelength level in the brain. So if you, if, it, if, you, if, if you want to achieve a state of theta or delta or wh whatever other waves there are, you can achieve that. It comes with an app as well where you, um, like if you're trying to achieve like, um, I don't know, you want to be good in interviews, you can find stuff like that where you might feel nervous if you have uh, some sort of public speaking event. Mm. Um, it can help to put you in the right state. If you're trying to sleep and relax again, it can tap into the right waves for you to achieve deep sleep. Um, it's great for children as well. There's different um, settings for children. I use it with my daughter who's eight years old. Um, yeah, she uses it. Uh, yeah, sometimes every day and I have to snatch it off her. Off her. It's like, it's my turn now. Um, yeah, there's, um, I mean, there's, there's a link in my bio. There's many companies that I, I work with, which if I don't use it, I definitely wouldn't suggest it, yeah. you know? Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's many, but I would say sometimes you can get a bit caught up with a lot of biohacks mm. and you realize, uh, I don't need all of this. Yeah. I, I've got, I've got another one, which, um, it helps with neuroplasticity. 
like it goes over your head and it sends electrical currents in the brain and helps with neuroplasticity and helps to speed up your rate of learning. So if you want to learn how to play the piano, but you want to learn quicker, then this thing will work. Um, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Um, however, you might not need that unless like, you know, you want to do it professionally or if you want to learn to be uh, fluent in something a bit quicker, that could be a cool thing. As yeah, um, cool. many. You think, uh, cycling through these things, right? So to get a baseline. So for example, I did about two years of daily self-hypnosis every single day, like without fail, 20 to 30 minutes, I would listen to a self-hypnosis track. And so now I feel like I was able to reprogram my mind to the level where, yeah, as you said, things that would have stressed me out before, they don't stress me out now. Again, I used to have really bad panic attacks when I was younger. And so I found that I literally could not do, and again, self-limiting belief, sure, but it was a cycle of anxiety. I couldn't do breathing exercises because if I tried to change my breathing, it would make me dizzy, which would make me have a panic attack. And it became just like this really bad you know, cycle. So after I did the hypnosis, got my level of calmness to a really, really good level, then I was able to get into the breath work. And then now whenever something stressful happens to me and I feel that moment of anxiety, then I've now programmed my mind to say, okay, Lauren, this is a moment of growth. And so I always call these things moment of growth. I don't know if you ever had like any really bad habits, but for me, because I told you earlier in the podcast, like I would backlog all of my macros till the end of the day. So I got into this terrible habit of pretty much just snacking in the evening. And then I'd noticed, oh my gosh, I didn't even really have a proper dinner. I just had loads of snacks. And so then I had to like get myself out of that habit. And every time in the evening, about a couple of years ago, I would start to go and grab like a piece of chocolate or just, you know, even some healthy snack. I would think, oh no, I don't need this food. This is a moment of growth for me to become the person that I want to be. And so just through those simple, small little shifts, you know, as you said, every single morning taking five minutes to put on the, the I forget the name of the device. Brain tap. Yeah, to do that, five minutes in the morning. Okay, it becomes like a habit that you do. And I think it's these little swaps that we make. For example, standing for a little bit while you're working rather than sitting. Or in the morning, rather than getting out of bed and going straight to have coffee, okay, make it a bit of a habit where you stretch for two minutes and it will be crazy how much different your body feels. And um, I think those, the, for me, those small little things before I moved into more, you know, uh, crazy biohacks like the infrared and things like that, that's been super helpful. And I think, you know, you, you, you give a great example of this. Get the basics down first understand your training and your nutrition and your mindset and your, your social life and then move into these other things because those things are going to make a way bigger impact than small little hacks that you do on a daily basis. And I think that's something whereby everyone wants the shortcut, right? But again, you've put in however many years, decades and decades into your health and fitness before now putting the icing on the cake. Um, and I just think that that's something for people to really lean into, you know, what stage are you at right now? And then get an understanding of the best solutions at that stage because we don't want to yeah. try and run before we can walk because otherwise we're just going to injure ourselves or we won't get the result. And then we'll wonder, yeah. well, this doesn't work for me and we give up. You know what I mean? It's so true. So true. There's, there's many people like that, really. They, they see a, a, an influencer and they, they want to look like them immediately and they start following these really strict programs and put themselves under extreme pressure 
in order to achieve it. Or people give themselves really unrealistic goals. You know, when people say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting married in, in three weeks. Uh, could you fix that? I need to drop. And they give me some ridiculous amount of weight that they want to drop. Oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> you, I had you know, <laughs> I had it when I was a crazy. Age. I remember, yeah. It's, it's tough to deal with. Like, you have to, first of all, get to learn their mentality to think that, like, why would you even want to do that? You know, they're focusing on just the wedding, not focusing on anything else. They're like, yeah, yeah, I know it's unhealthy and everything, but, and that's it, you know, that they don't even care about health at this point. And that really, you know, high, like brings to your attention that people need to focus a lot more on health and not just uh, weight loss. They think of weight loss. They don't even think of fat loss. It's it's the fat that they want to reduce. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's so important to get that healthy mindset in place first. And that's the reason why I focus very heavily on that. You know, having deep conversations to see where this person is at uh, before we could even look at any program. I'm like, right, okay. I see who I'm working with here. <laughs> right. There's a bit of work. That's true. So they can go to your link, link in your bio on your Instagram at Roger Snipes. Um, is there anywhere else if someone's interested in coaching from you directly that they can go specifically? Um, or would that be the best place? Yeah, Instagram, if they just DM me, okay. you know, either, either me or my team will get involved, cool. uh, get, get in contact with them. Okay. So if they DM the word fit, then me or my team will have a conversation with them and, you know, see, see if they are fit enough. Because I don't coach anyone i need to know where their their mind is at right. because some people are uncoachable unfortunately it's it's really tough i've had to refund certain people because i'm like i can't work with you i would love to you know you need a psychotherapist or something which is not a problem you know if they need if they need a psychotherapist first of all then please see one and then afterwards we can work with each other because you know it could become quite damaging if you try and work with someone when they're not ready but yeah dm on uh, instagram yeah yeah no i remember like i had that quite a few times actually i would have people with eating disorders coming to me just because of the nature of you know my background i was like super super skinny so loads of girls were following me who had had all these eating disorders and stuff and yeah i remember it was a nightmare i had to i had to make relationships with therapists um, you know, proper nutritionists and such so that I could then send them to get the help that they actually really, really needed. Because uh, sometimes, unfortunately, people don't know themselves what they need until they go and speak to the person. And as you're saying all this stuff, what, what's funny is like, it's just reminding me that there are so many similarities between fitness and business. Because as you were saying that, it made me remember like some clients that have come to us who... I want to make 500k in the next three months, right? And they're making on average like 20 grand a month. And it's like, dude, we need to slow down, get the fundamentals in place. Like you don't even have a program that's scalable right now, right? And so it's just, yeah, it's 100% true. So Roger, this was fun. Hi. Thank you so much. We didn't even get into some of the other topics I wanted to talk about behind like how you uh, built your brand and, and your business. So maybe another time we can do that. But yeah, yeah. it's great. Cool. Thank you, Thank so you much. very much. I appreciate it, Lauren. I appreciate it. Like, I've, I love what you've been doing over the years. And it's really interesting to see where you've actually, uh, yeah, just really changed around your whole business model. What you're yeah. doing is fantastic. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, this was fun. Nice one. Thank you very much. 
We're about to do a big rebrand, so there has never been a better time to work with us right now so that we can build your sales systems for your business before we start charging full price with our new branding, but you'll get what we will be launching before anybody else. So just head over to impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash apply. It will take you over to an application where you can apply to be one of the first people that we do this for, okay? Our prices will be increasing. We're going to be having a big rebrand brand very 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 soon so just go to impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash apply and there you can become one of the first people that we build sales systems for and you're going to get even more vip hands-on support